Welcome to the Weird Works Podcast. I'm Dr. Christy, your host. Join us for conversations about alternative and sometimes controversial healthcare topics. This podcast will provide the evidence that you need in order to make informed decisions about your health, to empower you with the facts that you need to advocate for your health, and to encourage you that there is hope your body heals. Join us from experts from all things weird, as well as the testimonies of people with stories of radical healing who were once told that perhaps their condition was a death sentence, that they would just need to live with it, or that drugs and invasive surgery were the only answer. Let's get into agreement that if there is something natural and non-invasive that could be helpful, that it could be your first option rather than your last resort. Hi, everybody. We have another awesome guest today on our breast implant illness series. We have today Andrea Cohen. And so Andrea is going to tell us her story in a minute, but I want to tell you a little bit about her journey before we get started with questioning. Um, But she is an integrative nutrition coach, and she has over four years of experience in helping her clients overcome health issues by changing their eating habits. So Andrea got into this field due to having health issues of her own, like a lot of really awesome healers. I find that's kind of the way that's pretty common that they have their own story. Um, But she herself has battled through mold toxicity, breast implant illness, which is why we have her on today, anxiety, depression, leaky gut, and a lot of other things that she's going to share with you as well. And she's found that nutrition helped change her life. And that's why she's eager to help others do the same thing. And that's exactly why we wanted to have her on the show today to help bring light to breast implant illness and just make the connection and empower you to know that there are things that you can do to help your situation. So welcome to the Weird Works Podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Christy, for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Awesome. You are welcome. So I just always kind of start off the series by asking each of the different women, you know, what was your story? What made you suspect breast implant illness in the first place? Because the stories and testimonies we've heard so far are kind of the same situation where like you didn't, it's not easy to come upon, right? And then you kind of have to hear it from multiple streams or I heard it from a friend, like I keep putting that in quotes in my notes. I hear that repeatedly. So how did it come about for you? And actually, I I love that statement because I feel like you have to hear it from multiple sources for it to finally hit you that, oh my gosh, this could be what is going on with me. Um, So got my implants in 2008 and throughout the 11 years that I had them, I noticed little symptoms coming um, every once in a while, like anxiety or inflammation, things like that. But it wasn't until 2018 that everything started happening. Um, So basically once it was in 2019 that I kept praying, like, what is going on with my body? Like, obviously I've been a healthy woman my entire life. This is not me what's going on. And I just kept praying about it. Like, you know, lead me to an answer. Like what is going on? Um, little things, a friend would mention it. Hey, have you heard uh, this and that, or like a local celebrity you would hear in the news chose to remove their implants. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was so strange. I multiple times, about three times had dreams of me literally cutting my implants out of my chest. Wow! And it was just, I can't explain it. I would wake up in the morning and go, why did I just have that dream. So if anybody ever wonders, like your body is able to communicate with you, um, you may not be able to understand why or what or if, but I swear my body was like, these things need to go because you have so many 
things going on that this is just adding to why your symptoms are appearing. Um, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just multiple weird little coincidences of me just learning about breast implant illness is what led me to surgery. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it kind of fits the mold of what stories that other women have been sharing with us throughout this month as well. Absolutely. So was it difficult? Like, so when your kind of eyes got open to that, the fact that there is breast implant illness, yeah. was it, so then how long did it take for you to oh, like, I get, was in disbelief because I was in love with them. I, you know, I didn't want, I, as a woman, you know, I'm pretty sure our listeners can understand that. Right. Especially right. if you did have implants or currently do, um, you know, you don't want to say goodbye. You, you don't want to believe that this could be what's causing your symptoms. Right. So, um, I had them for 11 years. I was actually so funny that year going to go in to get them upgraded, right? Because the one thing I was educated on is that every 10 years you should trade them in, right? So I was about to go in for a little exchange, right? And a little upgrade, let's say that. Mm -hmm. um, so with that being said, I just, you know, it was just one of those things that I just knew that this had to happen. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that too, because some women yeah. might choose to get another set put in once they get some of the disease tissue cut away. And so I'll have you speak right. to women that yes. are kind of thinking about getting another, Absolutely. another yeah. set implanted yeah. that kind of fits the mold. Also, like it's not easy, mm -hmm. you know, women make a decision. It's an emotional decision to get implants in the first place for various reasons. A lot of it has to do with body consciousness and, you know, image and stuff. And mm -hmm. so then to say goodbye to them, to get rid of them comes with another whole set of emotions and concerns about what it's going to look like afterwards. Oh, and after you almost don't recognize yourself. I mean, I am three years out and I like look in the mirror at times and I'm still like, oh, I'm still learning to re love myself as mm -hmm. to who I was originally created as. Right. Yeah. So that was, I think also a lesson for me that, you know, uh, God made me the way that I was, I should have accepted my body the way that it was and not try to uh, recreate it as to how I wanted it to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing was after surgery, just relearning how to love my body for, for what it is. Yeah. I love that. And there are lessons, you know, there's always positive and sometimes you have to live through the pain and the difficulty and the hard decision making and like you just said years later to find like understand why did God put you through that or why did you walk yeah. through it self-love yeah self-love right yeah, yeah exactly so when you got your implants I just like to talk about that because yeah. I think that there is um some false um just falseness about like the safety of them. And that's really what we need women to be able to start to learn about and be able to find the right resources and really like do their own research before they make this decision to either get implants or explant. Yes. So what was the level of education that you were given when you got it? You actually already said you were educated more than most women. Most women don't know that they are not lifetime devices. So oh, like at least you knew really 10 really years yes. that you needed to do something. That was the only thing that I was educated on. I was never educated that they could rupture. Um, I was advised to get silicone versus saline, or excuse me, I was advised saline. to get saline versus silicone right. in case there was a rupture, um, but never was explained like what happens if there is a rupture or, you know, the, the 
chemicals that could leak out could potentially be life-threatening. Like nothing was explained to me. I figured, oh, if they rupture, I have salt water that will leak through my body. And that's not the case. Right. Um, no, they are saline. There's tons of chemicals in there that are preservatives, keeping that stuff uh, preserved. So um, never educated, you know, never explained that there was a warning to them or, or anything like that. And I don't know if you yourself got to listen, but series one in or episode one in the series on breast implant illness is Daniel Valaris, and she's a field educator, and she's helped write up, you know, to get class three medical devices, which implants are approved. Yeah. So she understands like what it takes yes. to go through like deciding something safe. And she herself had breast implant illness. And when she started peeling back the layers of like, the lack of safety and education and knowledge and what doctors were telling women, or even just that the doctors themselves weren't fully educated on the dangers. She was yeah. like appalled. And so she, now yeah. she's made it like her complete life work to like bring light and safety and like put black box warnings on them and all that, that kind of thing. Huge. The black box warning didn't come until after I had the explant. So right. also talk about people looking at you like you're crazy when you're mm -hmm. going and saying, I'm choosing to do an explant for health issues. They're like, what are you saying? You know, when the black box warning came out, so right. many people messaged me saying, oh my gosh, I didn't believe you. I can't believe this, you know? So right. yeah, I'm glad that that definitely came to light. Yeah, we are too. It definitely has been a step in the right direction. But as we've been talking on multiple of the episodes is that who sees that black box? Like you didn't, nobody, nobody yeah. gave you your box of implants. Like you're on the operating table, the doctor, the surgeon, the nurse probably is the one who takes them out of the box that has this warning on them. So it's like, that's yeah. great, but it's probably misplaced. It needs to be somewhere else, yep. but you can go on the, um, um, FDA website and find what exactly it says. So any woman who's considering getting implants, I highly recommend you read what that black box warning is. Absolutely. And then it, also the now, and I wanted to know what you were given as far as like informed consent before you get, you had the implants. Now this black box warning comes with an informed consent of risks that oh. the doctor has to go through with oh. a woman. Were you given anything like that? Absolutely not. No. Okay. You know, not at all. This was in 2008. So we've come a long way. Yeah, it's definitely advances. But most women who have had them, you know, are in your situation where it was prior to this litigation and yep, warnings absolutely. being passed and put on the boxes. Yeah. Um, and then were you taught at all about how to like if there was rupture or anything like how you might suspect it? Like, how do you know that they're okay? The only thing, like I mentioned, was just, hey, why don't you choose to do saline versus silicone in case there is a rupture? And at the time I was 21 and, you know, I was just wanting to, you know, have some fun and yeah. I was just like, okay, sounds great, you know, and yeah. moved on with it. Yeah. And a lot of women do get them when they're very young. So very that's young. a good point as well. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So then what, once you knew of breast implant illness, you were convinced that your symptoms were related to your implants. Yes. Um, why don't you tell us what your symptoms were? Like, what were you living with at that point? Yeah. Um, I was living with a, a list of items, but a lot of, you know, to sum it up a lot of cardiovascular issues, a lot of cognitive issues like anxiety, depersonalization, a lot of central nervous system issues as well, like numbness in my extremities, mm -hmm. um, brain fog, uh, inflammation all over my body. I wish I had more pictures to share 
where a lot of women, you can look at their face and tell that they have breast implant illness, mm -hmm. their face, it almost, and even their body, it looks like you can just kind of like push it in very puffy, right? Mm -hmm. So extreme puffiness, um, a lot of, like I said, joint related issues, back related issues, um, and just truly the depression, the anxiety, the panic attacks, the weirdest thing though, is the gasping for air in the middle of the night mm -hmm. that I can remember just wondering, you know, what's going on heart palpitations. Um, there's a really long list of things. Um, so yeah, it was definitely scary to walk through because you know, yourself and you know that those symptoms are not you so you have to find out like what are causing these issues what am I dealing with mm -hmm. um, so to figure it out was I mean a miracle definitely yeah, yeah. that's what it kind of fits the mold as far as all the other women that we've interviewed as well in the series is the same like it's not an easy A plus B equals C. It's kind of a full-blown systemic thing that is a gradual progression over time. Yes. And so it's not easy to trace back, Absolutely. you know? And yeah. don't you think too, like, haven't we as a society kind of just been taught, like, this doctor deals with this part of your body, this doctor deals with this part of your body. And so even though we have all these medical specialists, the patient or the person individual yeah. has started to learn to think of their body in pieces and parts as well. Absolutely. Right. So if the yeah. symptom isn't on your chest, there aren't lumps or bumps, or maybe even like underarm tenderness or rashes, it's not so obvious. Like why would you, the first thing you think be your implants, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I honestly, I was in such disbelief, even when I heard a breast implant illness, like I shared that it was just, I was checking all the other boxes, like you said, <laughs> and literally, even though breast implant illness was on the side, I still was just pushing it because I didn't want to believe it. So yeah. I was going to the cardiovascular doctor. I was going to the pulmonary. I was going to all the other doctors trying to see, and it can be so defeating. And honestly, probably your listeners can understand this, that it can be very defeating when you keep hearing you're okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, all, everything checks back normal. I was going to endocrinologists. I was going everywhere thinking like, but like you said, Dr. Christie, putting your body into pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Checking off all the boxes. And then also just another problem that has arisen as we're researching this is that it would also would take a doctor to admit that there is a, such a thing as breast implant illness. And so, oh, you know, right Absolutely. yeah they don't want to lose money why do they want to admit yeah. <laughs> that something's wrong with these things yes and there are doctors who now do subscribe to the fact that there is breast implant illness and in yeah. episode one we do have a list of doctors who yes. do the explant and are like focused on only explant yep and they don't put implants back in and so that was important you know in your decision making to find a surgeon like what was your interview process? What were you looking for in finding a doctor? We'll be right back after this message. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Christy Harvell. In honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we are hosting a very special event. If you are local to the Jacksonville, Florida or surrounding area, we encourage you to grab a girlfriend and join us for our sixth annual Breast Cancer Awareness Health Fair right at our Wellness Center Health by Design. The first 40 people to register will get a swag bag full of samples and freebies. And we'll start the event out at 10 o'clock with my personal story as well as some life-saving information that I feel all women should hear. 
and that will be followed by a full-on vendor event. Some of the highlights that you can expect include thermography, free health screenings, muscle testing demonstrations, toxin-free skincare, and so much more. Please join us for an educational, fun, and life-changing event on October 29th from 10 to 2 o'clock at our Health by Design Wellness Center on Southside Boulevard. You can register on our website at healthbydesignfl.com or you can go to the Health by Design FL Facebook page. I can't wait to see you and your friends and family members there. Yeah, that's a great question. I actually interviewed two doctors for the explant, mm -hmm. um, but I chose to go back to my surgeon that performed the surgery in 2008, only I think for the level of comfort. You know, comfort. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, I honestly... He wouldn't admit to it, but he uh, he kept understanding that there could be issues. You know what I mean? Like he didn't right. want to admit to it, but he understood that there could be some risk. So why don't we go ahead and take them out? So with that being said, yeah, it was just one of those things that I, I at least was happy that he he could see where I was coming from. But other doctors that I interviewed with completely dismissed me like I was crazy. So that was very disheartening. Yeah. I mean, you have to have somebody you feel comfortable with and that's going to work with you and honor the way you want to handle your body also. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Now, what about doctor? Did your doctor know about removing the entire capsule and diseased tissue versus yes. just the implants? Yes, absolutely. And that was one of the first things that I learned to do a total encapsulate, uh, excuse me, total uh, capsulectomy. I forgot how to say it. It's been yeah. so many years, um, but he was very aware that you needed to remove it all. Um, very, very, you know, he took the surgery, he didn't rush through the surgery. He made sure he got the entire thing. Um, so that's super important for anybody who's listening to make sure that is performed correctly. Yeah, that's really important. Absolutely. And then had you had any imaging when you had your implants? Like, did you have mammograms or anything like that? I did. Um, the Gosh, I think it was in 2011, I want to say I had um, imaging done because mm -hmm. I could feel some like lumps in them. Mm -hmm. um, and it did, it showed inflammation around, but they didn't ever, you know, specifically say what it was from, mm -hmm. um, but never had like any type of um, certain type of imaging done. No. Okay. Yeah. And what we're finding is that most traditional imaging doesn't show if there's a granuloma or any oh, no. kind of like diseased tissue anyway. Yeah. If there's a doctor, well, I know Daniel Valaris in episode one talked about a doctor who's training other docs on a specialized MRI technique that if you do this, it's the only type of imaging that can show a potential granuloma. And if you have that forming, he says they're absolutely leaking, failing, you have to get them out. So that might be, hopefully in our lifetime, we'll see that that becomes like a five to seven years when they perform this to see the safety before they and rupture. And one thing too, I should say for anybody listening, you don't have to have a rupture to be sick. Nice. So like people should know that, right? The mm -hmm. exterior of these implants are still heavily coated with toxins, right? Chemicals, whatever you want to say. So uh, for my instance, he pulled them out. I immediately woke up and said, so they ruptured, right? And he said, no, they were completely intact. Mm -hmm. And for a moment, I questioned myself going, oh my gosh, was this something that I should have done? Maybe right. this didn't, you know, I didn't need to do this, but I'm telling you for anybody who is listening, you will heal over time. And it, it doesn't mean how having a rupture means you're sick, right? So use yeah. my story for an example. No, it's true. And also what's important for people to know is that 
the implants, even though they're saline internally, the capsule, the outside of the shell of every single implant is silicone. And that's in direct contact with your blood vessels, your lymphatics. Like there's so much circulatory right here in the chest and pectoral area. And then your lymphatics underarm that as soon as they go in and they get heated and body temperature with friction and movement are going to start to interact with their environment. The system. Absolutely. Yep. So it's very important to know. Right. And then you had mentioned that you had a picture. I That was the first thing I noticed in your picture, just knowing you. I never saw you pre, when I met you and we worked together, you had already had your explant surgery, but it was obvious in your face more than anything. Yeah, I should say it's so funny. And I don't know if we'll get into this question in a little bit, but after surgery, I literally laid in bed and ate bonbons and was taken care of and watched Outlander for four days (laughs) and did nothing, no physical activity. I lost 10 pounds of water weight. Wow. And I kept thinking, gosh, I am, I'm urinating a lot. What is going on? What is, and it was just constant. I'm like, maybe this is just a side effect from the anesthesia. No, my body was no longer angry. It was releasing some of that water weight. It could breathe. So that was a really big deal. I think it was in like a week's time, maybe week and a half. I dropped 10 pounds instantly. That's amazing. And that is right in alignment with other women's stories as well. Like women are saying like they literally wake up and then they're in like post-op recovery and like they know they feel better almost instantaneously my eyes I looked in the rear view mirror and I was like oh my god like where's the puffiness and it was on the way home and I was like gosh my face like my eyes almost sometimes would look sealed shut and they're larger eyes (laughs) but to have them be so little it was very weird for me those last few years of having implants yeah so I just thought maybe it was age or I didn't know what it was from yeah again you think it's everything other all the other things yep must be hereditary or whatever. (laughs) So how long did it take for some of the other more serious symptoms like panic attacks and heart and cardiovascular neurological to go away? Question. It's so funny how God puts certain people in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Through nutrition school, I met uh, one of my friends named Jana and she had just gone through breast implant illness as well. And if it was not for her, I would have questioned my healing process, right? So to explain that to everybody is basically when you get the breast implants removed, Moved, your symptoms just don't disappear overnight. There are things that are called flare-ups that will happen quite frequently in the beginning where almost every single symptom will come back. Mm-hmm. And all that is, is your body excreting these toxins, right? And then what you'll see over, you know, months and years to come is you sure you may still get a flare-up from time to time, but it's less and less as the, as the time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and then did Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, you just will ask yourself during those flare-ups, was this really the right choice? Am I really healing? You know, just things like that. Yeah. Cause you don't know, am I getting better? Am I getting worse? Is this part of the process? So that's what I was going to ask you. Did you work with anybody before or after the surgery to help you get the rest of the toxins out of your body and facilitate that? Great question. Prior to surgery, I wouldn't say I was completely of a holistic mindset, but I was always raised on more of that side, Mm -hmm. but definitely chose to go see, like I mentioned earlier, the cardio, you know, the heart doctor, the lung doctor, all that stuff. So prior to 
surgery. I went and saw all of those types of doctors mm-hmm. with just, you're fine. Everything looks great. You're a healthy, you know, 20 something, you know, you're good. Right. Um, with that being said, afterwards is when I met you guys at Health by Design. Mm-hmm. So X Planet in June of 2019 and then stepped into your office of October, 2019. So yeah. just a few months later, and just like God helped me find breast implant illness, it was the same thing with you guys. It was just some random, a girl I met mentioned NRT and then led me to your website after I searched NRT Jacksonville. So very strange how everything works. Yeah. And yeah. then I remember like mold was like a common thing with you, right? Oh my gosh. So that is another part of my story. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, we all have melting pots of toxins and chemicals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to my breast implant or breast explant, excuse me, in 2017, 2018, we lived in a house with toxic mold for about a year, year, a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely, I think between that and the breast implant illness just threw my body into overdrive. Mm-hmm. So removing those mold toxins was huge and helping heal fully from everything. Absolutely. What yeah. we're finding is that women who have implants and then there's like you had already noticed that there was inflammation from a traditional mammogram around it what happens is as these silicone chemicals and other additives and preservatives start to leak out it creates a perfect environment to attract mold parasites other toxins metals chemicals bacteria and so part of what you said is as you start detoxing post-surgery that's die-off reactions and detox reactions And so like what we really are trying to work with women, if we can get some detox, like their toxic load down prior, great. It'll help the post-op situation and help the healing recovery. But some women have to wait until after explant to do, you know, some kind of detoxing, but to make sure that you get them all the way through. And we find that you know, it can mitigate that detox response and help you do it quicker as well. Even with nutrition, you need to get your nutrition on point prior, remove all the processed foods, anything causing inflammation in the body, focus more on mother earth and really allowing the body to, to take a breath and to breathe prior to surgery, right. Mm -hmm. Instead of having to process all of those man-made foods. Yeah. And that's the same with any surgery that patients have. What we find is that if we can get their body as detoxed and like lack of inflammation and nourished as much as possible, no matter what surgery or even like medical procedure they're having, they're going to have get the best results and the best outcomes and the quickest recoveries. Like they can go hand in hand. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I guess what I want to, I just want to give you the opportunity to speak to other women. We've talked about like there are women on listening that are considering getting implants for the first time, or maybe like you an upgrade or getting, you know, a renewal set. Um, There's women that haven't yet figured out that their health concerns are related to their implants or maybe not willing to confront it. (laughs) Some people might be just hearing about breast implant illness for the very first time. Some maybe have been considering explant and this is part of their journey to do the research to figure out resources and whatnot. What would you say to any of those 
groups of women? Yeah, that is definitely something that's, it's such a great question because honestly, I feel like for me, and I can speak on my story that it truly is in your gut. If you know that these things need to come out of your body, you need to stop ignoring the small voice in your head that says, Mm -hmm. this is not supposed to be in here. You need to get them out. Mm -hmm. I know it can be challenging because for the women who already have them and they're considering explant, I completely understand that it could be very challenging to make that decision as to, you know, should I get these things removed? They're part of your body. You've had them for 10 plus years. All you know is your body with implants, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I can promise you the other side, once you've gotten them out and all of your symptoms go away, life is so much more beautiful, uh, A cup, B cup, whatever it is, you know, versus having, you know, these big boobies (laughs) with tons of issues. It's not worth it to me or, you know, so, um, and then the women who don't have implants, who, who are considering getting them, read the warning labels, do your own research, look up Facebook groups um, of women who have had breast implant illness and look at their stories. That's what I did even upon explant as I joined different Facebook groups. And the more and more stories that kept checking off all of my symptoms, I was just, I was amazed, you know, as to what commonality we all had. So just do your own research, you know, it, I know it can be challenging um, to do research because sometimes Google, let's say maybe will block certain things out, but right. I can say that you will be led down the right path constantly. You know what I mean? So if they need to come out, you will be led down that path for sure. I love that. That's really great advice. That kind of is what other women said to Facebook groups, like just finding community. So you're not alone and you're like, oh yeah, this does sound like what I'm going through. This is a real thing. Yes. Google will not provide those same stories, right? You need to hear real woman's stories. So that's why I suggest everybody go on a Facebook group. You know what I mean? See the stories that the women are sharing, Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to be careful because I know Facebook is is blocking some of those uh, different groups. So podcast or look up podcasts, you know, look up things, look up hashtags on Instagram, whatever it is, but try to do your own research, maybe outside of Google. I love that. Were there any other um, resources that were helpful to you specifically along your VII journey? Um, resources in regards to healing or, or just yeah, learning any reading rest. materials or anything other than the Facebook groups? Oh, I mean, I mean, reading material in regards to breast implant illness. No, I wish that there was more, mm-hmm. but as far as my healing, I loved like medical medium. I loved him. I loved, um, you know, even like the infrared sauna, like that was a big part of my healing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, just little things like that really helped kind of detox and get my body right. I love it. Yeah. So you guys are probably listening to the audio version if you're listening to this on a podcast format. Um, Andrea has been vulnerable enough to share her before and after picture. And we're putting that up there because sometimes you need to see that too to be like, oh, this does, I identify like that, that that does look like something. And so if you want to see the um, pictures that she shared today, go to the YouTube version and we'll put the notes, you know, we'll put that in the show notes and then any other resources that you mentioned as well, we'll definitely put in the show notes. And I should say those two pictures were three months apart. So for anybody who is viewing it, like it wasn't a year and a half later, it was literally three months apart. So just take that into consideration as well. Yeah. That's really insane. Yeah. 
So if anybody's listening and this is part of your journey, you're probably not here by mistake. That's what we know. You're listening for a reason, or even if it's to forward to a friend, share this. It could be life-saving information. Um, This is part of our Breast Health Month for October. And so after all the episodes have aired, we're going to end with our finale. I know there's going to be a commercial running at the end of this about our Breast Cancer Awareness Health Fair. Um, so if you want more information just on breast health and prevention of disease, um, that'll be October 29th from 10 to 2. So if you're local to the Jacksonville area, come on over to Health by Design, our practice, so that we can get resources in your hands and give you even more great, valuable information. Wonderful. Awesome. Any final words? I'm, I just thank you so much for having me on today and just sharing my story. And even if it can help one person, I, I know that this was for a reason. So yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to share. We so appreciate you. I know it's a personal story. It's a personal thing. Yeah. And we, I believe that people are going to get a lot out of it. I think you're going to reach a lot of people. So again, we appreciate you. Yes, thank you so much, Dr. Christie. I appreciate thank it. You. Yes, ma'am. So thank you for listening. This has been another awesome episode of the Weird Works podcast. Until next time, in good health naturally, I'm Dr. Christie. Your health and how you feel on a daily basis directly impact your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. We will help you reprogram your way of thinking and be on a plan that works for your body instead of against it. It is time to rewrite the false belief that health abnormalities are normal and that it just is what it is. You do not have to live with feeling less than 100%. We invite you to take a serious look at how you feel on a day-to-day basis. Is what you're doing working? Do you want to learn how to live a more holistic life that's still enjoyable and fun? The 90-10 lifestyle can be the bridge from subpar results to the vibrant and abundant lifestyle that you've been looking for. So click the link by this video so you can get started today. We truly, truly know that this program can change your life. We'll see you on the inside.